Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are you? It's time for the tech news for Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Let's get to it. Now, here in the United States... One of the big, big stories is that the Supreme Court has overturned the historic decision in Roe versus Wade, which guaranteed the legal protection for a woman to choose to have an abortion. To get into all of this would go well beyond the scope of this podcast, but the ramifications of that decision have spilled over into the tech community in numerous ways. For example, there are a lot of apps designed to help women keep track of their periods, and women in many states have been deleting those apps from their devices, and some political leaders are calling on rules that would grant protections uh, regarding the privacy of personal data for people who use these kinds of apps. The fear is that a woman who's using that kind of an app in a state that has outlawed abortion could be put in a position in which a court subpoenas the app creator to get access to that woman's private medical information in a case brought against her, which is a a truly disturbing thought. And unfortunately, a, a 
possible realistic scenario. And so we're seeing this exodus from apps like that and a movement in liberal political circles to bolster privacy protection. Uh, Those privacy protections are long overdue. They span so much, uh, especially for medical privacy. These are protections that we've needed for ages. We're just now starting to see some serious movement because of this crisis. Now, one way companies, including those in big tech, have responded to the Supreme Court's decision is to offer to offset or cover the cost of travel for employees who need to go out of state in order to get medical services like an abortion. And that's because several states in the U.S. have already ruled abortions to be illegal or they're in the process of doing so. And a few states, like Texas, have proposed making it illegal to even go outside the state to seek an abortion, which crosses into some very tricky legal territory because there's a question about whether a state can legislate on things that happen outside of that state. Those sorts of rules, by the way, are a big reason why women are dumping those period tracking apps. They don't want to uh, to provide evidence that could be used against them in a legal case in one of these states. Anyway, Engadget reports that big tech's offer to help support employees really falls short because for a lot of these companies, only a small percentage of the folks who work for the company are actually designated as employees. Many of these companies rely heavily on contract workers, and they are not classified as company employees, and therefore they are not covered by these sorts of policies. When you look at companies like Uber and Lyft, this is particularly extreme. These companies have fought very hard in courts to avoid having to classify drivers as employees. They have insisted that drivers are instead independent contractors. And as such, those employees would not be eligible for the benefit of having travel expenses covered by the company. This issue extends beyond the tech industry, but tech is particularly prone to it. Ars Technica reports that Facebook and Instagram have been removing posts about abortion pills. While individual states might make abortion illegal, these pills are still legal by federal law. They've been deemed safe by the Food and Drug Administration. As such, women will still have the option to order those kinds of pills through the mail, even if they happen to live in a state that has outlawed abortion. But people who are posting this kind of information on Facebook and Instagram have seen their posts deleted, and in a few cases, the people have received a ban from posting on the platforms, typically a ban that lasts 24 hours. Now, it appears that the issue relates to Facebook's policy regarding pharmaceutical drugs. Namely, it is against Facebook's policy to offer to sell or to give away pharmaceutical drugs. So those sort of posts will get removed. And that makes sense, right? I mean, if I had a prescription bottle that was filled with, say, Oxycontin, I shouldn't be allowed to post on Facebook, hey, I've got these opiates, who wants one? That would be irresponsible. However, outlets like the Associated Press and Vice have experimented with various kinds of posts about these abortion pills, and they found that a lot of them would be removed even if the posts weren't offering drugs, but were rather worded to inform people about accessibility. So in other words, it's not against Facebook's policy to say, if you need access to this drug, here is where you can legally procure it, right? Like, This is the type of drug you need to ask for. Here are the places where you can order it. That should be fine. And yet the investigations discovered that the posts were frequently being removed. Further, 
AP tested the policy by posting something similar about different uh, controlled substances and objects, you know, stuff like guns and marijuana. Facebook has a policy against posting, giving away or selling those as well. So there's a, 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 a restriction there. And so AP would post some stuff worded very similarly to the way that it had worded some of the abortion pill posts. And they noticed that these other posts, the ones about marijuana or guns or whatever, they would stay up, whereas the abortion pills posts were often removed within minutes of being posted, which suggests that Meta is taking a more aggressive approach with abortion pills than it is with anything else. Ars Technica also points out that Meta is one of the tech companies offering to cover travel costs for employees who need to travel to seek an abortion. However, Meta also restricts employees from discussing abortion openly in the workplace. And that creates this kind of situation where employees aren't sure how they can actually get the clearance they need uh, and get the coverage they need if they are also forbidden from talking about it in, in the workplace. It, uh, it definitely complicates matters. Meanwhile, over at TikTok, a lot of users are creating videos that protest the decision to overrule the Roe versus Wade decision. Uh, some of those protests go beyond what TikTok allows, however, as many videos that include or claim to include personal information about the conservative judges who voted to overrule the case have been proliferating across the app. TikTok has been taking down such videos because, I mean, it violates the policy. You aren't supposed to dox people. Uh, but those kind of things are popping up faster than the platform can respond. The personal information includes home addresses, uh, though those addresses are also the same as ones that are publicly available. So you could argue these videos aren't revealing personal information. They're just spotlighting information that you could already find elsewhere. But other videos claim to show stuff like credit card numbers for cards that belong to the justices. Uh, the justices are finding themselves doxxed across TikTok, which I'm going to guess is something most of them can't really get their heads wrapped around because, let's face it, they're old. That's not a judgment. I'm younger than the justices, although Amy Coney Barrett is just three years older than I am. But I sometimes have my you know, trouble getting my noodle wrapped around TikTok. In fact, most days I have trouble getting my noodle wrapped around TikTok. So I wouldn't blame the justices if they were a little clueless about that themselves. Brendan Carr, a commissioner with the FCC, recently sent a letter to Apple and Google demanding that they remove TikTok from their respective app stores. Now, this is not related to the Supreme Court doxing situation. Rather, this goes back to a concern that the U.S. government has had about TikTok for a few years, namely the possibility that TikTok is really a data gathering service for the Chinese government. See, TikTok's parent company is a Chinese corporation called ByteDance, and for years, the suspicion was that ByteDance was siphoning off personal information from TikTok users, particularly in the United States, in an effort to spy on U.S. citizens and develop various strategies, such as how to conduct misinformation campaigns. And we're going to come back to misinformation a little bit later in this episode. Anyway, BuzzFeed News reported that some leaked recorded audio from an internal TikTok meeting indicated that Chinese-based employees have been regularly accessing U.S. users' private information, and that does sound creepy. In fact, it's creepy no matter who is doing the snooping. 
TikTok recently announced it had migrated operations to servers in Oracle's infrastructure, implying that the service now has sort of a built-in gap between its operations and the Chinese parent company. But Carr argues that TikTok is nothing more than a surveillance operation in the guise of a video sharing platform. It's notable that no other FCC commissioner signed their name to Carr's letter, so it's just Carr alone. But um, that's the case, and Carr has given the companies until July 8th to respond, so I'm sure we'll follow up on this story later. Well, we've got a few more stories to go, but before we get to those, let's take a quick break. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The web browser Firefox, which arguably has the best reputation for protecting privacy, at least among the major web browsers, has added a new optional feature to help with privacy. It strips away URL query parameters. And you might think, well, what the heck is that? Well, if you've ever hovered your cursor over a link and you notice that the associated URL looks a little strange because there's this weird string of characters in there, there might be an equal sign, and like it just seems like it's a lot of stuff in addition to the actual URL you are trying to visit. Well, often 
that string is really a way of tracking users who click on those URLs. It's kind of like cookies in that it's a method of keeping track of user behaviors. And of course, that's really valuable information. For one thing, it can help companies like Meta sell targeted ads. Uh, But user behavior is really the currency of the internet. So this option in Firefox now strips out those URL tracking strings. So you just go to the link without leaving behind those kind of footprints. The feature is part of the Enhanced Tracking Protection option in Firefox, which you can access by going to Settings, then Privacy and Security, and changing the Enhanced Tracking Protection to uh, the Strict setting. Over in the United Arab Emirates, Amazon has bowed to governmental pressure to remove listings for LGBTQ plus related products, including media and rainbow flags. Amazon, the company, says it's committed to supporting diversity and inclusion, but that the company also must adhere to local laws. In the UAE, anything other than heterosexuality is illegal, and so Amazon has capitulated to the government's demands that anything remotely suggesting that it's okay to be anything other than straight must be eradicated. What a way to close out Pride Month, Amazon. The blockchain continues to be a buzzy concept in tech. It's what underpins cryptocurrency, NFTs, and the evolving concept of Web3. But a recent report out of the Pentagon uh, says that blockchain technology ain't all it's cracked up to be. Namely, that the decentralized nature of blockchain isn't as decentralized as people claim it is. The Pentagon found that frequently a small number of entities can disrupt the blockchain. A security research company called Trail of Bits specifically looked into Bitcoin and Ethereum and found that four entities working together could disrupt Bitcoin, and only two entities would be required to do the same with Ethereum. Now, to be clear, this isn't just any four or any two. We're talking about prominent entities in both communities that own a significant bulk of the cryptocurrency. Further, Trail of Bits found that many of the servers connected to these networks are running on outdated software. That software can sometimes contain vulnerabilities, which bring the entire network into risk. Uh, The agency also discovered that various mining pool communities have lackluster or even totally absent security. So essentially, the report brings into question the viability of blockchain technology to handle critical transactions in a way that's trustworthy. The full report is titled, Are Blockchains Decentralized? Unintended Centralities in Distributed Ledgers. And one of the big reasons this is important is that a huge selling point of that Web3 evangelists repeat is this idea of a decentralized approach to transactions. You know, they've argued that this democratizes the web in a way that's closer to the original version of what the web could be. So instead of these massive companies like Google and Meta essentially carving out the internet and owning big chunks of it, it would be distributed across all the users. But according to this report, that's just not necessarily the case. There's still centralization. It's just it's just a different group of names than what we have today. So you could say it's just, you know, it's, it's the same song, just different words. I said we would talk more about misinformation in this episode, and here we go. A cybersecurity firm called Mandiant Incorporated has accused China of funding misinformation campaigns targeting a Canadian rare earth mining operation. 
So China currently dominates the rare earth materials market with around 80% of the market share. And pretty much all of the advanced electronics we rely upon requires at least some rare earth materials in them. So that is a heck of a lucrative market to dominate. Mandiant says that a company called Dragon Bridge, known for its misinformation campaigns, has spearheaded an effort to undermine, no pun intended, the Canadian company Appia Rare Earths and Uranium Corporation. Namely, Mandiant says the Dragon Bridge operatives have taken to social media, they've created fake accounts, and they've started posting messages that suggest Appia's operations are hazardous and environmentally destructive. Moreover, Mandiant says that the same group did something similar to two other rare earth mining companies, one in Australia and one in the United States. And the tactic is all about stirring up controversy and outrage and then just letting that snowball into a massive issue. So you stir the pot, in other words, and then you let other people take it from there. Dragon Bridge has been involved in other misinformation campaigns that align with Chinese government's goals, such as in 2019, when the network spread misinformation about advocates in Hong Kong who are attempting to promote democratic measures. Niantic, the company behind Pokemon Go, recently laid off around 90 employees, saying that the company needs to streamline operations. Pokemon Go has been a gargantuan success, but Niantic so far has been unable to replicate that with its subsequent efforts. The company launched a Harry Potter-themed game a few years ago, kind of similar to Pokemon Go, but adoption was so low that Niantic would later just shut it down. Kotaku reports that Niantic has canceled four projects, which included a Transformers-themed game, a game called Hamlet that was a collaboration with the theater company Punch Drunk, which by the way, is a really cool theater company. They work in immersive theatrical experiences. Uh, perhaps their best-known one is a, a, a project called Sleep No More in New York. And then they also canceled a couple of games that have names that sound to me like they are internal code names, like not the official name of the game. Uh, those were called Snowball and Blue Sky. I should also mention that very recently, Niantic announced a project in partnership with the NBA. Uh, that's the... National Basketball Association for those unfamiliar with that organization. So it's not like everything is shutting down. I mean, this was a really big announcement they made pretty recently. Um, my guess is that this has led to a pretty tense situation within Niantic, and I hope that the folks who were affected by the layoffs uh, land on their feet very quickly. There's an ongoing struggle in the United States among companies vying for access for the 12 gigahertz spectrum of frequencies. SpaceX has filed a complaint with the FCC stating that the DISH network, which offers cellular service as well as satellite television service, that DISH network is moving into 5G in a way that is going to negatively impact SpaceX's Starlink customers. Starlink is the satellite internet service that SpaceX launched in some regions. SpaceX reps say that DISH's 12 gigahertz 5G service is going to disrupt Starlink connectivity and that it would be so severe that, quote, Starlink customers will experience harmful interference more than 77% of the time and total outage of service 74% of the time, rendering Starlink unusable for most Americans, end quote. Further, the letter accuses DISH Network of intentionally misleading the FCC into believing that the services wouldn't interfere with one another. DISH Network reps say that the company is evaluating the claims that SpaceX has made in the filing. And a third-party company submitted a report saying that more than 99% of Starlink customers should experience no disruption due to interference from 5G. It's really hard 
to sort out all the claims here and to see what is true. Uh, on the one hand, you've got DISH and Starlink, two satellite-based services that are competing against each other, which raises questions about allegations and reports, right? Like, you have to make sure that the claims are valid and not that this is some attempt to hinder a competitor's strategy. Or on the flip side, that DISH isn't purposefully misrepresenting data in an effort to get a competitive edge on Starlink. And on the other hand, well, it's totally possible for radio waves to actually cause interference. I mean, that's why we have strict rules about how we can use the electromagnetic spectrum. There are some frequency bands reserved for very specific uses, and it's illegal to operate in those bands otherwise. So this will likely require more testing to see if SpaceX's claims are accurate, and if so, what solution the parties might arrive at to ensure that services don't disrupt one another, and yet both companies are allowed to do business. All right, we're going to have another break, and when we come back, we've got a couple more news stories to close out. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK dot com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK dot com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Okay, let's finish with a couple of kind of cool stories, or at least I think they're cool. One is that Cambridge University Hospitals and the University of Cambridge are partnering with a U.S.-based mixed reality company called GigXR to create 
virtual simulations of patients with medical emergencies and conditions. And they're starting with respiratory issues, but this could easily branch out and cover lots of different medical emergencies. And it's not unusual for doctors and nurses and other medical staff who are going through training to have to do simulated uh, emergencies and simulated uh, visits. You know, I have a lot of actor friends who at one time or another took on a gig to be a fake patient to help train medical staff on how to assess and diagnose patients. So they'd be given a list of, you know, their their symptoms and conditions, and it was their job to answer questions. So the medical staff would come in and ask, as if the person was a real patient, ask them about what they were experiencing, how long, you know, family history, that kind of stuff. And the actor's job was to give the facts that they had been uh, uh, given so that the medical staff could try and make a determination on what to do next. Now, this partnership is really about using mixed reality so that medical personnel can interact with a virtual patient, which is even better because you can program a virtual patient in a way that is consistent. Whereas with actors, some people take the whole acting thing to a level that it probably doesn't need to go to. So this is an augmented reality approach. That means that the headsets that medical staff will be wearing is actually going to show them their real surroundings. And the virtual patient will be digitally overlaid on top of their the, the staff's real-world view. And that gives the trainees the opportunity to practice their skills and knowledge in a realistic but still low-stakes environment, right? So they can you know, practice making real-time decisions on how to diagnose and treat patients. And then they'll see the results right away. And if they've made the wrong decision... Well, no one actually suffers for it. It's a virtual patient, so no one's going to uh, to suffer any consequences of that other than the trainee learning that they made the wrong call and they have to figure out, you know, how to fix that, make sure that they learn the proper way. Uh, so it's not no stakes, but it's definitely lower stakes. You don't have to worry that, you know, you made the wrong call and someone got more sick or, or maybe even died because of it. The application is called Hollow Scenarios. And honestly, I think it's a brilliant application of augmented reality technology. It's one of the ones that uh, I really I really like. It really appeals to me. I like this idea of using technology to aid in the training of people in particularly difficult roles. Rob Manfred is a commissioner with the MLB, or Major League Baseball, and he made a recent announcement that is making some waves. He said that the MLB is on track to implement an automated strike zone system by 2024. And he didn't go so far as to say this is a certainty, but it definitely appears to be the direction the MLB is going in. And I'm not going to describe or explain the full game of baseball to y'all. I know a lot of you aren't in the United States. Baseball might not be that familiar a sport, but you probably know that in baseball, you've got one team that's in a field and one team that's at bat and uh, a single batter comes up. A pitcher throws a pitch at the batter, well, at the batter strike zone, probably not at the batter themselves, hopefully not. And then the batter has to try and hit the ball and advance around the bases, right? That's the basic idea. Well, there is a thing called a strike zone. Uh, this zone's borders are determined by the width of home plate, which the batter stands at. Uh, and the width of home plate does not change batter to batter, right? It's always going to be the same width. 
the area between the batter's knees and the midpoint of their torso make the vertical borders of the strike zone. So if a pitch passes through that that area, you know, in between the the middle of the torso and the knees and within the width of the home plate, that's a strike. It's a strike whether the batter swings or not. So if the batter doesn't swing and the ball goes through, but it passes through that zone, it's considered a legitimate pitch and it's a strike against the batter. Three strikes and you're out. If a pitch passes outside that zone and the batter doesn't swing, it's a ball. And if a pitcher throws four balls to a single batter, well, that batter gets to walk to first base and then the next batter comes up to the plate. Now, the problem is we rely on human umpires to decide if a pitch was a strike or a ball, right? Batter hasn't swung, so the umpire has to decide, was that ball a strike? Did it pass through the strike zone or did it pass outside and thus was a ball? The umpire is positioned behind the catcher who in turn is behind the batter, And the umpire has to make a judgment call. And that can sometimes be tricky. And with the benefit of stuff like cameras, we can often see when these calls are bad, when they're incorrect calls. And an incorrect call can have a massive impact on a game. Like if it's a full count, like there's two strikes and three balls against a batter and the pitcher throws a a ball, whether that, that, if that pitch is a strike or a ball, that makes all the difference for that at bat. And we've had some recent cases where um, a ball that was thrown outside the strike zone was called as a strike and thus brought an end to a batter's at-bat when it shouldn't have. And um, that's that makes people mad. It's why there's been a call for this kind of a system to kind of remove human error from this part of the game. Now, these kind of systems have been in place in minor leagues for a bit, Uh, Sometimes it's used as a way to consult after a call is made to make sure that it was the right call. So it's almost like instant replay so that you can make sure that when an umpire calls a strike, that in fact it was a strike or else it could be overruled. But the proposed approach that they're talking about for 2024, it could involve a system that sends information to the umpire via an earpiece. So in that case, the umpire's job at least for that part of the game, would be to repeat what the system has determined rather than to make a call themselves. And personally, I'm all for this approach. Uh, You don't have to worry about a robot taking sides in a game or zoning out and thus missing something important or blinking at the wrong moment or just having an issue with perception, uh, as long as all the cameras and sensors are in working order, that is. So I say, bring on our robot umps. And that's it for this episode of Tech Stuff, uh, the tech news for Thursday, June 30th, 2022. Hope you are all well. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, any requests, anything like that, you can send those to me via the iHeartRadio app, which is free to download. You can just navigate over to the Tech Stuff part of the app and use the little microphone icon that'll let you record a voice message up to 30 seconds in length. And uh, let me know if you want me to use the audio in an episode, and I'll do that. Or, of course, you can reach out on Twitter. The handle for the show is TechStuffHSW. And I'll talk to you again really soon. TechStuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.